Filthy Henry, the Fairy Detective, Chapter 8. Shelley watched, slightly disgusted, as Filthy Henry shoveled food into his mouth. It almost seemed like he was afraid somebody would steal the food from his plate. One hand always had a utensil at the ready, as if to stab any approaching hands that attempted to steal a morsel from him. You sure you ordered enough? she asked. Before the fairy detective stood three plates. One was stacked with what could only be described as a mountain of chips, complete with a ketchup-capped summit. Another had two cheeseburgers on it, with the remains of a third. The last had been home to a slice of apple tart with cream that Filthy Henry had ordered and eaten while waiting for the chips and burgers to arrive. Shelley's tea and club sandwich had been added to his order almost as an afterthought. Just about, Filthy Henry said, mouth full of chewed burger. This should get me back up to normal levels. Why? No reason, she said. It was getting easier to turn on and off the fairy vision. Shelley found she had started to do it now without even thinking about it, all in a literal blink of an eye. One second the world was normal, the next everything was covered with magic. Even this small café had hints of magic around the place. There were a dozen empty tables, but nobody who entered from the street seemed to pay them any attention. When she looked with her fairy vision, Shelley saw the tables were in fact occupied by fairies, enjoying a cup of coffee and a chat like it was the most normal thing in the world. The human mind fills in the gaps with cold hard reason, Filthy Henry said as if reading her thoughts. It's part of the magic. Two worlds occupying the same space. You have to make sure things don't collide by accident. So even though they can't see people sitting at the table, their subconscious can. But the logical part of their brain makes them try and not sit at the table because they don't feel like it. Shelley turned her fairy gaze on Filthy Henry. The blue glow returned, outlining his entire body. So what are you then? Are you a leerling as well? Why did that Garda keep calling you half-breed? The fairy detective stopped chewing, chin jutting downwards, and stared across the table at her. If looks could kill, Shelley reckoned herself and anybody directly behind her would have been dead ten times over. It was like being caught in the headlamp of an oncoming train. Around them the café seemed to grow darker, like all the lights were being sucked out of the world. Just as fast, Filthy Henry's mood returned to normal. He slowly continued chewing his food. The dimmer switch of the world was turned back up. It's just a derogatory term the fairy folk have for me, he said, swallowing. I'm the only one of my kind. Nobody else like me. Unique in every sense of the word. So, about my cat, she said, taking a sip from her tea and hoping to change the subject. Picking up his napkin, Filthy Henry wiped around his mouth and cleaned his fingers. He pushed the plates away and settled back in his chair seemingly content with his feed. Right, Filthy Henry said. Well, your cat wasn't a cat, like I told you already. It was a caught sea, a fairy cat. To be more precise, it was a fairy that looked like a cat. She was black as the ace of clubs, right? Shelley nodded. The talking? Well, that's something she should have known better. But that's the problem with caught sea. They get to a certain age, then they just want to settle down and play house cat so they find themselves somebody that will take in an ageing stray. With you, though, she looked out. 
Being an artist, you could hear her actual voice without any magical assistance, meaning she could converse with you and your mind accepted it. Truth be told, it isn't the worst crime that a fairy could commit, but it is breaking the rules. I bet you had her for five months before she spoke to you for the first time? It had been four months to the day as it happened, but Shelley did not see the benefit in correcting him on that. What was the point sitting on your high horse if it turned out what you thought was a horse all along was actually a unicorn? She closed her eyes, turning off the fairy vision in the process, and sighed. Yes, she answered. Yeah, figured as much. See, Kitty was probably seeing what sort of human you were. Would you be the kind that went blabbing your mouth, or have a breakdown when an animal started talking to you? Once she figured out that you'd be too embarrassed to admit your cat was talking, she knew you were going to be her retirement home. Slightly selfish, to be sure, but most caught see are like that. The metaphorical rug was quickly yanked from beneath Shelley's feet. Listen, Filthy Henry said, reaching over and taking one of her hands in his. I'm not saying that Kitty Purry didn't like you for you. She did. But as a race, they're worse than real cats, because they have intelligence. Intelligence isn't what separates animals from humans and fairies. It's what makes us worse than them. We can think up ways of being evil and then do it. But she did pick you for your qualities. He looked at her for a moment. You know, if you want, I can make you forget all about this. I'm fully recharged now. It was a tempting offer. To go back to normal. Forget that fairy tales were real and all around her drinking coffee. Forget about a magical talking cat that had been her friend for the past two years. It would be so easy. Yet Shelley knew, deep down, that even if she did forget, she would never be able to live with herself. Kitty Purry deserved to be found. After all, that's what friends were for. They did not come to bail you out from jail after a night on the town. They were sitting right there in the cell beside you. She looked up at Filthy Henry. He was giving her a sad little smile. No thanks, Shelley said. I would rather find her than never remember her. She's my friend. I'm sure wherever she is, she is scared out of her little fairy cat head. Filthy Henry's eyes opened wide as she spoke. He slowly pulled his hands back across the table. Sure, he said. Sure, sure. Sure she is. Scared. Petrified, you might say. Dead stiff. With fear. Okay, Shelley said, frowning. So how do we go about doing this, then? I'll pay you, obviously, but I sort of want to help as well. There's a whole new world to explore, and you're the only tour guide in town, it seems. He rose from his seat, leaving some money down on the table to cover the costs of the meal. Well then, Filthy Henry said, the first thing we have to do is get you up to speed. You've got some homework to do. Come on. Like most big cities in the world, Dublin had a collection of bookshops, both big and small. There were the usual brand chains, small chains, big names and family-run affairs dotted everywhere. Stores of the written word, bazaars of the bound book, places for people to go so that they were enveloped in an atmosphere of writing and imagination. Over the years, Filthy Henry had frequented many bookstores, but there was only one that he classed as a proper bookstore. It stood on Parnell Street, around the corner from the Rotunda Hospital, and was what all other bookstores strove to be, in his opinion. Nothing could compare to it. It was a large building with two levels, one lower for new books and the upper one for used ones. Once you entered, entire days could be lost as you navigated the labyrinthine array of shelves and displays. 
He always thought that they should hand out free maps of the store upon entry, so that you could find your way back out again. For him, it was more magical than anything in the fairy world. Chapters? Shelley said. You brought me to chapters? Filthy Henry looked at her. His arms spread out wide in benediction as he stood in front of the building. It had been intended to be a dramatic revelation, this temple of worded wonder. Yet Shelley was looking at the building like it was just another bookstore. Yes, chapters, he said. Why, what were you expecting? I don't know. Maybe something a bit more magical? You go and show me that things are not as they seem with the world, and then bring me to a normal bog-standard bookstore like this, like it's something special. It is, Filthy Henry said, gesticulating wildly at the building front. How can you not be impressed by this place? Look at it. It's awesome. What did you want? Some sort of back alley? Behind a pub that magically transformed into a street filled with wonderful stores? Well, I guess. Off the love of Dagda! The fairy detective marched through the open store door, not waiting to see if Shelley followed. As always, the store was fairly busy with the usual mixture of browsers, shoppers and people treating it like a free library. On more than one occasion, Filthy Henry had seen a person reading a book in the store, mark their page, then bury the book at the very back of the shelf before leaving. One of his guilty pleasures was finding such books and moving the bookmark, just for fun. He quickly looked around the ground floor, failed to spot anything that caught his attention, then headed to the second-hand section upstairs. Layout-wise, the upper level was a mirror image of downstairs, the only exception being that the stairs on this floor led down instead of up. People came to this level with old books that they felt no longer deserved a place on their shelves at home. Cash-strapped university students in need of beer money were the usual regulars to this section. They would bring in piles of books, usually still in the cellophane wrapping they'd been bought in, and exchange them for some beer tokens. An age-old tradition that none of their parents ever found out about. The black market of higher-level education. Filthy Henry always stopped by the second-hand section, because you never knew what little gems had been carelessly sold to the store without a real understanding of their worth. For today's excursion, however, he bypassed all the shelves and displays, making a beeline directly for the folklore section at the back. He slowly browsed the shelves, moving some books around as he searched. Can I help at all? a shop assistant said, strolling down the aisle with a stack of books in her hands. No thanks, Filthy Henry said. I've got two eyes in my head. She shot him a dirty look and continued on her way. You're just a charmer to everyone you meet, aren't you? Shelley said, as she came up to stand beside the fairy detective. She looked around at the books. What are you looking for? Aha, Filthy Henry said picking up a battered and worn book from a middle shelf and handing it to her. Your homework for the rest of the day. She took the book and looked at the cover of it. The big-ass book of fairies, Filthy Henry said. Basically, everything in there more or less explains the fairy world to you. The only thing is that they come across as if they're fairy tales for children. But it is as good as a guide as you can get in the mortal world. Generally, fairy kind like to keep to themselves and their doings secret from humans. Any material that goes into too much detail never stays in circulation long. But they let fairy tale books slide because not everything in them is true. Turning the book over in her hands, Shelley looked at him. I'm guessing there isn't an idiot's guide to fairy folk then, she said. You're holding it, Filthy Henry replied, walking down the aisle towards the cashier desk. Most of it's based on hearsay. Some of the facts and the rest is just, well, plain made up. But you'll have to decide what's what yourself. At the cashier desk, 
the fairy detective took back the book from Shelley and gave it to the man behind the cash register. The cashier rang up the sale and put the book in a paper bag. There was an awkward moment where nothing happened. Pay the man, will you, Shelley? Shelley frowned. Why am I buying it? You want me to read it? This is the school of Filthy Henry, the fairy detective said. You don't get education for free in Ireland. Everyone knows that. First lesson, buy your own damn coursework and meet me outside. He smiled at Shelley, winked at the cashier, then headed downstairs and back out the front door of the store. It was true that sometimes he let his mouth work without first engaging his brain, but Filthy Henry figured that the world owed him a sizable amount at this stage. All his life he had worked alone, with no praise or thanks from anybody, and yet people expected him to always be nice and polite and helpful. If only they knew how many times he had saved the world from magical destruction. The fairy detective looked at the people walking along Parnell Street. The city was getting busier now. More shoppers were on the street than before, and the lunchtime crowd was moving along like a herd of lemmings, searching for the cheapest meal they could find that was still within walking distance of the office. Cars drove past, some with that special brand of driver who seemed to think the horn should be blown every time some other car actually obeyed the rules of the road to the letter. Even the ferry numbers on the street had increased. It was turning into a nice day, though. The sun hung in the sky, high over the buildings, warming all below and pushing away the clouds that had been there that morning. Some young boys had taken off their shirts and were strolling along topless. This was a strange, and in Filthy Henry's opinion, idiotic tradition that most of the youth in Dublin City did any time there was sunshine for more than two seconds. As if the people of the world needed to see pasty white skin outside of a beach. Shelley came out of the store, book in hand, and stood beside him. You know, you can be a bit of an ass when you get going, she said. He shrugged. It was not the first time somebody had pointed that out to him, and something told him it wouldn't be the last either. There sure is a lot of them, Shelley said, looking up and down the street. Filthy Henry could see the blue glow coming from her eyes. Yeah, as crazy as it might sound, they have things to do as well, just like your average Dubliner. Filthy Henry glanced up the street. Well now, look who it is. A man was walking down the street. He wore a black suit, long black coat and matching top hat. In his left hand was an old, brown leather briefcase, while his right had an umbrella in it. Despite the fact that it was not raining, the man had the umbrella up and opened, with his coat collar turned up. At this distance, it was hard to see the man's face, but Filthy Henry knew who it was. There was only one person that walked around Dublin dressed like that. One fairy, to be precise. You do much reading? Filthy Henry asked Shelley, keeping his eye on the approaching man. The classics in particular. I do a bit. Why? Shelley replied. Well, I figure you might want to meet this guy, he said, indicating with a nod of his head the umbrella-carrying man. Shelley looked down the street at the man, then back at Filthy Henry. Who is he? What's with the umbrella? It's a lovely day. The fairy detective just smiled, explaining that little character quirk was going to make a lot more sense to her after she had been introduced. Well now, Filthy Henry, the fairy detective, the man said with a voice as smooth as a gravestone. He came up and stopped beside the two of them. I don't believe I've seen you in a while. How have you been keeping? Not too bad, Abe, not too bad, Filthy Henry said. 
Don't usually see you about during daylight hours. What's with the get-up? Abe tugged at his coat collar, making sure it was covering as much of his person as was possible, and looked around the street. Filthy Henry had always gotten on well with this particular fairy, because he too was technically a half-breed, even if it was a half-breed that had been created using the standard fairy methods. Well, you know, have to keep going with the old project, Abe said, smiling a little and showing the tips of his very elongated canines. I don't believe I've met your associate before. Oh, this is Shelley. Uh, Godfrey, Filthy Henry said, waving her to step forward. Shelley Godfrey? Abraham St. Ochre. My surname isn't Godfrey, Shelley hissed as she stepped forward. To Abe, she said, pleased to meet you. Well, he doesn't know your surname, Abe said, putting down his briefcase and offering her a gloved hand to shake. That must mean you're one of his clients. What fairy trouble are you having then, since you're obviously not one of the people? Oh, you're a, you're a fairy. Well, I need him to find my talking cat, she said. Otherwise, I think I would still be walking around, not knowing any of this other stuff existed. At the mention of her cat, Abe's eyes glanced left. It was such a quick reaction that Filthy Henry was not entirely sure he had even seen it happen. Abe had always been easily scared ever since the stokers had done their thing to him. Like Shelley, he was relatively new to the whole fairy world side of things, even if relatively meant nearly a full hundred years. Well, you have the right man for the job with young Henry here, Abe said, patting the fairy detective on the shoulder. He reached down and picked up his briefcase again. Now, if you will excuse me, I really must run in and make my purchase before my sunscreen wears off. We don't want that happening in public now, do we? It was a pleasure to meet you, Shelley. Good day. He smiled at both of them and went into the bookstore, folding down his umbrella once inside. Shelley looked at Filthy Henry and shrugged. Why did I want to meet him exactly? Is he some sort of important fairy? Like the short green guy? No, Filthy Henry said. He would have been a fairly important human, though, before the Stokers turned him into one of their own as a thank you for writing a book about them. He wrote a book about vampires? Shelley asked, craning her neck to watch Abe through the store windows. Was it any good? You might have heard about it. Depends on how much reading you do. Think they made it into a movie at some point as well. Speaking of which, I have a few things to do. We can pick up on your case tomorrow after you've looked over your homework. He turned and started to walk down the street towards a pedestrian crossing at the bottom of Moore Street. Shelley had not noticed him walking away, but he knew the question she was going to ask before she even said it. Curiosity was not just for cats. What was the book? Shelley asked, still watching Abe through the window. Filthy Henry pushed the button on the pedestrian crossing and waited for the green man to appear. Just a little book called Dracula. You just met Bram Stoker. Filthy Henry, The Fairy Detective is a novel by Derek Power. Other Filthy Henry novels are currently available to buy on Amazon Kindle. This audiobook version was narrated by Niall Milton.